Hello, and welcome to Diz After Dark, a Disney podcast of grown-ups that's not the same as all the others. Each episode, we'll discuss the latest news from both inside and outside Disney parks and resorts, but with an adult twist. All views and opinions are our own, and listener discretion is advised. Please lower your safety restraints, as things may get bumpy. But if you're ready, we'll get started. Hello and welcome to another edition of Diz After Dark. I'm Nick and uh, I'm on my own. And the reason for that is because it is uh, the summer holidays at the moment and not all of us are going to be around very much over the summer break. So, for example, Craig is currently having a vacation in Orlando ahead of our HHN trip in September. So, because of that, we're not going to be able to put out all the episodes like we usually do. But to make up for that, I've done a range of separate episodes where I have been able to interview some quite interesting people. And this first one is no exception to that. Robert and Alyssa are known on social media as Here With The Ears. And what they decided to do for the year of 2019 is to live on Walt Disney World property. Now, for some people, that would sound pretty crazy. And, you know, maybe it is. But that is what they've done. And their story is quite incredible. Every few days, they need to hop to another resort another level of uh, hotel accommodation and while they're there they are reviewing those rooms and you know kind of letting us know what it's like to spend a whole year in Walt Disney World so I found them completely fascinating I really enjoyed the interview and hope you do too Uh, there's more interviews that will be coming up over the next few weeks as well with some other people that you may not have heard from before And, um, you know, if you don't already, please subscribe to the feed because as and when new episodes are released, uh, you'll be able to get those. And we will try and continue to record some normal episodes. But in the meantime, here's our interview. Right. So I'm joined with some very special guests today. Um, I'm here with uh, Robin and Alyssa from Here With The Ears. Now, I don't know... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> is that is that awkward, awkward thing where I've I left such a gap? Do you speak? Do you not speak? And that's that's uh, where I always fall down. But uh, yeah, Rob, Alyssa, thank you very much for joining me. Oh, thanks for having us. We uh, I always default to speaking in those times. By the way, so, yeah. <laughs> I think you, there's you get to a habit where when there's a, a slight gap, you know that space needs to be filled with something. Yep. Mm-hmm. I certainly yeah. fall into that default. So, um, but for for those that haven't heard of you guys, I think you've got a very interesting story. Um, and I've been doing this podcast for about seven, eight years now, and we actually had uh, a guest on about three years ago, and he was trying to work out how he would be able to live in Disney World for a whole year and he was putting his whole plan together to actually do it but you guys have actually done it yes so <laughs> we've been here for seven months now yep. we moved in january 1st and we have been living out of the walt disney world resorts 
I mean, it's it's just incredible. Um, you know, we, we can go into all the details. I mean, the, the, the first thing um, that, I, that I know that you, you did with this is that, you know, and to make this happen was you decided to, to sell up, um, you know, sell your home, uh, move everything into eight suitcases, I believe. Yep. Yes. So one has been replaced since, but our yeah. eight suitcases, and we sold our home, sold almost everything we own, and that kind of gave us the start we needed. So uh, you, this, this journey began for you, was it on the, on the 1st of January this year? That was when we officially moved in, yeah, but it actually started um, in September of 2016 is when we first had the uh, beginnings of what this idea would become. And then uh, the decision was made to actually go through with it last year, 2018 in January, at the end of January. So mm-hmm. now when I think you're an adult that is into Disney, you know, a lot of people understand it, but a lot of people also think, you know, you're, you're grownups. What the hell are you doing? So <laughs> you've, you know, I, I get that when we're planning a trip to a Disney park and that's a trip. You know, you are, you're sitting your home, you're, you're moving into a theme park, essentially. What was the reaction like when you were telling friends and family that this is what you were going to do? Um, I think the first reaction was, ha ha. Like, they didn't believe us. <laughs> and um, and this, as we're remodeling our house, getting ready to sell, they still didn't really believe it, I don't think, until we listed the house for sale. <laughs> but, I mean, that's quite an elaborate prank you know, to get your house <laughs> renovated, you know, just to pull the rug out and go, oh yeah, we was only joking. You know, that's, I mean, that, that would be good going. You know, I, I'd have been impressed with that. But um, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's such an incredible story because I think, I mean, obviously I'm, I'm in the UK and most of, of us uh, that do the podcast are based in the UK. So when we come out to uh, Florida or, or you know, if we're very lucky, go to Disneyland or, or Tokyo or someone like that. Um, you know, we go for what we consider to be a, a once in a lifetime trip, which once you get the bug, you, you know, that it's going to be happening multiple times, yeah. but we live in a cold country. So the idea of moving to America and especially Orlando, the sunshine state, uh, being in Florida, it is like a dream to us, but you are actually living that dream. We are. We yeah. live in the Sunshine State, but we live also in the happiest place on Earth. So, an absolute double whammy. Absolute double whammy. So, <laughs> um, I, I I believe you uh, you moved from Indiana. So that's where you came from originally, correct? Yeah. So it was yes. Northwest Indiana, which is right by Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had plenty of cold winters, very cold <laughs> winters, and. Yep. Uh, the the summer heat there was not quite what it is here, but um, that's where we were for the entire time we've known each other. So yeah, excellent. I, I mean, I've got to be again. I'm British, so um, all I know about Indiana is everything that I learned from uh, that TV series Eerie Indiana. So <laughs> you know, I'm assuming you guys didn't grow up living in Tupperware boxes and stuff like that, but um, you know, it's it's still a mass- massive change to go from somewhere like indiana and you know be so near to like the windy city and then come to the sunshine state it is very different yes so like our whole most of our wardrobe changed honestly yeah. 
That was kind of crazy. And our entire winter, our families were very, very jealous. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I, I suppose that the the thing with you being there for the whole year is that you are there for all of those holidays. So mm-hmm. you've, you've had Easter so far. Um, obviously, coming up, you've got Halloween, Thanksgiving, uh, Christmas. Mm-hmm. How are you preparing yourselves for those holidays? <laughs> Um, well, we have our costumes for Halloween. (laughs) Essential, (laughs) essential. Yeah. Yeah. We've, we've thankfully been able to make a lot of friends down here and, um, we'll probably be trying to spend some of those holidays with them as, uh, of course our families aren't here. So. Yeah. And we do stay really busy. Easter had so much going on here. And of course we're trying to talk about everything you can do for the holidays. So I don't even remember like a lot from Easter. Yeah. We'll be in the parks and the resorts a whole lot during that time doing yeah. different things. So, Cause I suppose the other thing as well, you know, for most people, I mean, it's because of the amount of holiday we get in the UK, we tend to get a lot more annual leave than you do in America. So we would normally go to, to Orlando, whether that's Disney world or the other theme parks for, you know, two, three weeks at a time. And we really struggle even in two and three weeks to kind of really scratch the surface. You can do all the rides, but there's so many things to do, you know, within the results um, and, and, you know, around Disney Springs as well, that there's probably so much stuff that we don't even hear about. And is that one of the things that, that you found, you know, being, you know, on, on property the whole time is that, you're discovering things that you yourselves weren't aware of. Oh, definitely. Even just being, we're at the Polynesian right now. And today we went down to the lobby and for the first time they had a pin board out where you could trade pins with a cast member. And that's the first time we've seen that ever here. And it's just constantly, they're constantly adding things at the resorts and changing things to make it interesting. And there's a lot to do at Disney Springs and of course in the parks. So it's just, it's always changing and always adding new things. And so even being here a year, we're not going to do everything. And that was, that was kind of one of the things when we were talking about doing this, it's like we could literally live there a year and not run out of things to do. And we started thinking about that. It was just an off the cuff statement, but we realized that it was actually a true statement and uh, there's, there really is too much to do here, even (laughs) in an entire year. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we str- I mean, I, I, I'm never, I've never been a big planner myself. I know some people will pull out Excel spreadsheets and, you know, at, at 9.15, we are getting a fast pass um, for the mine train. Um, and then at 12 o'clock, we've got lunch booked here. And then that gives us just enough time before we've got our one o'clock uh, fast pass at Space Mountain. Um, I've never been one of those kind of, kinds of people anyway, but when you're there for a whole year, I imagine the the actual planning that you've got to put into it must be like really extensive. It is um, to some degree. Of course, um, we're moving rooms every two to three nights to review as many room types as possible. So that is its own spreadsheet in itself. Mm-hmm. And then we have a list of all the Disney restaurants as we're trying to cross them off the list. And then of course there's different tours and all the things they do for holidays. But for a normal day, we do have like chunks of time that are set aside for different things. But mm. we do try to enjoy our time here because we are living a dream, literally. 
So we try and have fun with it and still have a good time while yeah. we're doing everything. We do keep it sort of flexible too, because Disney adds and changes stuff. And mm -hmm. so you have to be able to kind of roll with it when things happen. Yeah. So um, we're not, you know, making three fast passes every day and going to the parks and making sure we hit them and then doing lunch and that kind of thing. Uh, like you would maybe on vacation, but we do have, like we went to trivia the other night and that was on the calendar for that, but we didn't plan that until a couple of days before. So. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And just kind of going back to uh, one of the comments you made earlier about um, the holidays and, and family has, would you say that's been one of the hardest things for you is, you know, your family, you know, not being able to see your family quite as much because I'm, I'm assuming your family are still like back towards like the Indiana area or. Yes. So I was the first one to move away in my family and still the only one. So that was really hard because I had never been more than 10 minutes from home. So this was a really unique year for me. And so that was really hard. Robert had left North Carolina and come to Indiana. So he had already kind of done that. But we did make sure to visit his family several times a year. And so that's been different too. But um, definitely the holidays. I think the first time it truly hit me was July 4th or Labor mm -hmm. Day? Memorial, Memorial Day. Day. I'll get there. I was slowly getting there. Um, Memorial Day, because my family and I have traditions on Memorial Day, Labor Day, and July 4th. We always go to a lake house, and um, I was not there this year. So mm. that was probably the hardest when it really hit me. Like, I am not with my family for the holidays. So we'll see how the holidays do coming up. I think we're both wondering how we do with that. <laughs> I, I suppose like the, the only kind of, you know, shining light in that situation is, is where you are. Right. Yes. So, you know, it softens the blow a little bit. It does because it's sunny here. Everything is just beautiful. And there's always music playing. There's always cast members saying, hi, how are you doing? It really is living in this Disney bubble where like things are just happy all the time. Mm. And so when we leave it, it's almost jolting. Um, we have a PO box that we go get our mail at because we can't have it delivered here. And whenever we leave our little bubble here, it's just, it's very real. It hits you because you say hi to someone, they look at you funny. <laughs> Yeah, it's you, you get a certain different attitude, don't you? Um, yes, it's very different. We um on the the last time I I went to uh, Orlando with my wife, um I made her take us to uh, downtown Orlando because I heard there was a a really big like the world's biggest comic book shop or something. I was like, I want to go and see this place. And when you kind of get out, the, the further you get away from the Disney bubble the reality kind of kicks in and yeah, people do start to get kind of like less sociable and less friendly as you go out and you realize that you, you are kind of in this bubble um, whilst you're around Disney. So I, I, I completely get that. So, uh, you know, you, you've been there seven months so far, uh, almost eight months now. Um, has anything surprised you with your time there? Several things have, for sure. <laughs> there have been a lot of surprises, some good, some bad. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I think one of the biggest surprises to me has been uh, how many friends we've made. 
and not just, I mean, the people who follow us and are in our Facebook group, things like that, and that we talk to, but the people in real life that we've met and made friends with that are um, either locals or maybe cast members or what have you that we really didn't think about that coming into the year. I guess we could have expected it had we anticipated it, but we didn't really imagine that was going to be a thing. And so it's been kind of cool to uh, make new friends. And that's been a really nice surprise mm-hmm. coming into it. Yeah. and. For me, probably just the resorts that we were most looking forward to honestly have not been our favorites, which surprised us so much, but there have been some really big surprises for us as far as like what resorts became our favorites or which ones we didn't like as much. So that was actually like, you just kind of assume like, oh, if it's the biggest and the best, that's going to be your favorite. And then one you've like never even heard of becomes your favorite because they just blow you away with their service and just everything they do. Yeah, I've um I've only stayed at, at Pop Century um on property. Like the other times I've I've been to Disney World, we spent some time off property or or maybe an iDrive. Um and you know, Pop Century is kind of seen as a value resort. And yet I, I couldn't fault it at all. I mean, the room was clean, the the staff were all really polite, uh, you know, any problems you had, they would resolve it. Um, I really couldn't fault it. Um, but I do hear from people that have stayed at some of the more premium resorts that they haven't got that same kind of level of service before. So I, I think you're probably onto something there that actually just because a resort is the most expensive, it doesn't actually end up giving you the best experience. Yeah. I mean, there is there is something too when you are staying in the upper end of the deluxe resorts. If you're staying club level somewhere, um, you do have a very good chance of having a better experience than you may staying standard view in the same resort. Mm. But as a whole, um, some of our favorite resorts and our favorite cast interactions have not been at the deluxes. They've been at values and moderate. Yeah. We love Pop Century, especially since it's been remodeled. Yeah. It completely changed that resort. That's That's good to know. That is very good to know, actually. What's been... Um, you know, because you get kind of two types of Disney fans uh, with the theme parks. You get those that really want to go for all the rides, and then you get those that want to go there for, you know, more of the the ambience um, around the place and, and interactions with characters. Where do you kind of fit in to that? I think we're kind of like fifty fifty. Yeah, we like to find the things people don't know about. We like the random cast interaction actions or the character that comes out and surprises everyone but i mean we have our favorite rides and our favorite things that we try and do when we go to the parks too so it just i think it depends on our mood and our day <laughs> and and what would your favorite attractions be Ooh, so i do love splash mountain in magic kingdom but i also love jungle cruise yeah. i almost said skipper wrong <laughs> wrong thing um, Jungle Cruise, I, that's becoming a favorite this year. I, I could go on it over and over. It's ridiculous. Um, and then I love Soren in Epcot. And Hollywood Studios. I don't know. There's a lot to do there. I like Tower of Terror. I do love Tower of Terror. I finally got over my fear and wrote it, and I love it, which is hilarious. <laughs> I, I did not write it for 16 years because I had this horrible memory of riding it when I was little and I literally would not go on the ride. And then they talked about possibly getting rid of it. And so I, I 
got all the courage up to do it. And I got on and I laughed the whole time because <laughs> I literally wouldn't ride it because I was terrified and I thought it was so much fun. Um, so yeah, and then Animal Kingdom, I love the safari so much. That one, I would just ride over and over. They'd get sick of me. <laughs> I, I find it. I find it gets such a bad rap, that safari. Um, but we just did an episode actually where we we had to pick like um, one ride, one place to eat, one snack in, in each of the uh, the parks. And for um, Animal Kingdom, I went for the safari. Um, most people now kind of go for like Pandora or something, but just because I think it's, it's really underrated and I love animals. So I think it's a lot of fun. Oh, I do too. And it's, it's such a real interaction. Hmm. And what about yourself, Rob? Um, well, Animal Kingdom, I like the safari too, but I probably would go for Flight <laughs> of Passage. Um, I, I, up until Flight of Passage, it was between the safari and Everest and then Flight of Passage came in and kind of took that away. So, um, so Flight of Passage there, Hollywood, I love Rock and Roller Coaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the loops and the the positive G-forces there. So because of that, I also love Mission Space at Epcot, which most people um, seems like don't care for because of motion sickness and things, but I love it. And um, Magic Kingdom, I'm probably going to say Space Mountain. That's yeah, usually that's usually my favorite. And we got to ride Space Mountain in the dark a few uh, a few weeks back, and completely lights out. That was that was pretty cool. That was so scary. But, and we we've seen it with the lights <laughs> on. We've just not been on it with the lights on. So that's that's the next thing on my bucket list is seeing riding it with the lights on at some point. So uh, that that's a that's a hard one because obviously that is pure luck. Yep. that you get on there at that time. Um, but yeah, I can imagine that. Um, I don't know if you, and this is a slight tangent, so apologies, but um, I don't know if you know, but um, Disneyland Paris is is obviously our kind of local park and our rock and roller coaster is closing on the 2nd of September and it's being turned into uh, an Ironman attraction. It's still going to be the same ride. How would you feel, and obviously as well as you kind of mentioned Tower of Terror earlier, how would you feel if those rides were changed to Marvel or another kind of franchise? I would be perfectly fine with Rock and Roller Coaster changing, like theming. Um, I enjoy the ride itself. Mm. And I'm, I'm not like a huge Aerosmith fan or anything, but I love it on the ride. Um, but if they went to Iron Man or, or anything else, Star Wars, whatever, I would be totally fine with it. Um, Tower of Terror, I'm not sure though, because I really love the the Twilight Zone, and I mm. think that theme with that and has um, that whole vibe going on. So I don't know how I'd feel about that one. Yeah, I, I think that would be a, a harder one to lose because you've got the the difference between you know the version you've got there and the ones that we've had around the world is that that fifth dimension scene. You know that's kind of exclusive to Florida, and I think I, I think you'd find it hard to replace that scene with something else. So I'd be quite happy for it to stay Twilight Zone actually as well. If it stays that way, I'm good. I can go to California and see the Guardians, <laughs> the Guardians version. Yeah, we're hoping that's coming to Paris as well. Actually, um, this is obviously quite an, an interesting thing that, you, that you're doing. I, I've never heard of anyone else doing it. I, I don't know if anyone else has ever attempted. <laughs> the, the front desk, there's 70 plus reservations in there now that have already passed this For year. This year, that's not even <laughs> just years this past. year. We're coming up. Yeah. 
and it, and it must be, I suppose, it must be quite awkward, you know, having to move as, as often as you are because that's always the worst part of any any hotel stay, no matter what the duration is, is checking out and then having to check into somewhere else. Yes, that part is very difficult, even with, you know, just what we have. And because we've done it so much, you would think it becomes habit. Mm. But honestly, it still takes a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And we always say we're on Disney time because we have our luggage transferred for us through Bell Services, which means we have to wait for them to come get it. And then they transfer it, and then we have to wait for our bags to get there, and then we have to wait for them to be delivered to our room. And so we're We check out at 11, and the room check-in is until 4, so we may or may not have a room until after 4 o'clock. So, yeah, it's some days you wind up sitting in the lobby for a while. Yeah, and we're we're on Disney time. That is, um, we do room walkthroughs, and we do videos and pictures. We always work to do that while it's still daylight, which means we need to be there when the room is ready. Yeah. Um, so normally, of course, we would always suggest like someone just plan to go to the park that day or just hang out at the resort and do activities. But it's just a little different for us because of what we're doing and everything we're documenting and all that. So, yeah. And uh, am I, do I understand correctly that you're, you're still working whilst you know this year is going on? Yep. Mm-hmm. We're working, uh, well, basically every day, it seems like. <laughs> Either in the mornings or the evenings or both, or uh, if we're not at the parks, we're working here in the rooms. So like today we changed rooms. So we got here and thankfully our room was ready early. So mm-hmm. we got all moved in, did our videos and things. And then um, I've been working since then, waiting for this uh, scheduled, scheduled call that we had here. So um, that's that keeps us busy for sure. Yeah, doing both sides of everything. And how do you find it? Because I've I've got to be honest. Like you know, a, a couple of times a year, I will have to go away on a business trip, and I do sometimes struggle a little bit being in a an unusual environment and and knowing that I've got to still do my normal job. Like, does it jar you, like having to move from result to result and being in a completely different room, or do you just like just get on with it because you're not weird like I am? Um, I think we had we had some practice for this. So uh, in 2017, we traveled for 16 weeks out of the year. And all that time we were working from wherever we were, friends, houses, um, hotels, whatever. And that was kind of us seeing what it's like to work from random places all the time and how we handled that. And so we kind of got used to it that way. The biggest struggle has been actually finding reliable internet, um, mm-hmm. not anything else. Like finding a space to work, there's usually a desk in, or a table in every room. Uh, and worst case scenario, we can go to one of the, um, like the vacation club lounge over in Epcot and work from there. But not always is there good internet in these rooms. So we may have a room where we can't actually work and we have to use our hotspot on our phone or like I said, go to Epcot. So yeah, that's been the biggest the biggest struggle in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing, obviously, with you being on the result, is that you know food. Now, I've seen in some of your videos um, and some of your posts on the on the Facebook group, which will get you to make sure you give some mentionals before uh, we wrap up. Um, that you've had like groceries and things delivered um, to the result for you, but I, I imagine that you're probably still having to eat out on property most of the time 
Yeah, so most of our meals, we're, we're working to eat at every um, Disney restaurant, which there's almost 200 of them. So we do work, there's some at the resort, some in the parks, um, some at Disney Springs. So we slowly work on, depending on where we are, we look at our list and say, where have we not eaten yet? We will go based off that as to where we eat. But we've been reviewing a couple of the um, grocery delivery services. So that's been different for us. Um, we had not done that before this month actually yeah and we still haven't actually you know cooked really at all but um we've just been doing some basic stuff to try to review the grocery services yeah yeah because i suppose a lot of the rooms don't actually have facilities for you to actually be able to cook yeah only the vacation club one two and three bedrooms have actual kitchens Mm -hmm. right Uh, anything smaller or the regular rooms usually have a kitchenette or less if you want, if you want my tip or my advice, get an instant pot. You can cook almost anything in that thing. <laughs> They're really good. Um, but how is you know because you've had to eat so much around the results? You know, I I find that you know the, the portion sizes are, are you know in America generally bigger than we get in the UK, um, and it's not your standard food. Like it's not just your kind of everyday food. Although it's not over the top fancy. At the same time, it's you know not just small salads and things like that. How have you actually found adapting to the, the meals you get in the results? So a big thing for us was trying to um, have normal portion sizes. So whenever we go to like a table service restaurant, we know we'll get an appetizer, entree, and dessert. And we will make sure we only eat half of our food. So that we then save it for the next meal. And that kind of helps, um, especially because everything is more expensive at Disney. Mm. So that helps um, there because that gives us another meal and also ensures we're not overeating every single day for an entire year because that would just, that would become a lot. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I, I completely understand. Disney's one of the rare places where I've actually came, come back uh, slightly smaller than when I actually got there. And that was just purely down to the amount of walking that we would do on a day. Um, Not because of the food sizes at all. I just imagined I was going to come back and my clothes wouldn't fit anymore. But um, unless you are doing like a full day in the park and you are walking around everywhere, then that is something to kind of be a bit wary of, I suppose, as well. And the price as well, because like you say, you're you're paying theme park prices for food. So it's not not particularly reasonable. Um, Just just one kind of final question for me, really. Oh, actually, two. Sorry. Just trace that a little bit more. Um, the first one is, you know, how often do you escape the bubble? Like, do you have, like, a day a week that you might venture off to um, do things outside of the results or less than that? Maybe one to two times a month, maybe. Yeah. We have to go get our mail. Mm-hmm. So that's outside of the Disney bubble. Barely. It's right outside it's, Disney Springs. It's like, <laughs> yeah. So we kind of leave the bubble and come right back. <laughs> yeah. When we had a car um, earlier in the year, when we had a car, we left a little more often just to get, we would be out changing rooms. We'd go ahead and grab our mail, um, maybe go to the outlet mall right there by the, by Disney Springs, um, mostly to go to the character warehouse Disney outlet, but um <laughs> go there and then maybe stop at you know a restaurant or something like chick-fil-a where it's a little bit cheaper than um in the parks because we were out that way and hungry 
but since we don't have a car anymore, we've, yeah, it's only a couple times a month that we leave. Yeah, just because we have to Uber everywhere now. So. Well, yeah, because I, I imagine the other thing, because we don't have this yet in the UK, but I know now that they charge for parking in the hotels. Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. And that adds up very quite quickly, doesn't it? <laughs> mm. Very quickly. Yeah. yeah. I know because we're we're planning um, a trip uh, in the future, and I was talking about that in particular. My wife and I said, "Look, I said we've always done it with the with getting a car before." I said, "But we'd actually be spending, you know, almost the course of the holiday again on parking charges." Mm-hmm. Let's just Uber. Um, it just it just seems like a a much easier thing. Um, you mentioned in Chick Fil A, it makes me remember that I miss Popeyes. But the good news is. <laughs> I've become vegetarian now, so I, could, I, I no longer have to miss it because I can't eat it anyway. Um, so just one, one kind of really final question. Um, you know, the plan at the moment is for you to do 365 days, obviously um, ending up on, on New Year's Eve. What's next? Have you, have you started to think about, you know, what you're going to do after that? Are you going to uh, move back? Are you going to try and stay in state? Um, are you going to try and just carry on for a while? So there, we've definitely thought about it, of course. I mean, this, as fun as this year is, it is not a lifetime goal. So that, you know, you do have to have a place to live. And especially now that we don't even have a car, we don't even have a car we could live out of, um, next year. Yeah. That's that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, we came into the year with some ideas of what to do afterwards, but we knew that as much as is going on, things could change and there's no reason to kind of try to make plans. So um, we're not really sure where we're going to live. We've got it narrowed down to a few different states, obviously this being one of them. Um, but we're not going back up to where there's a lot of snow. That's, <laughs> that's pretty pretty well determined at this point um we like sunshine and happiness we do we like we like like not so cold winters um but wherever we wind up wherever we go it will definitely involve a lot of disney um we currently have a disneyland trip booked for next year as well as uh star wars race weekend booked here at disney world and a disney cruise from hawaii to vancouver and some time at alani as well so Lots of Disney. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, just, just a couple of things. I, I think what's really positive about that is, you know, so you're almost eight months in and it seems that the dream, not, not, not the dream, but the, the, the wonder of, of Disney and, you know, being filled with all of that hasn't seemed to have worn off. Like it's still, you know, but for you planning those kind of things for next year, it still shows that Disney is really important because I suppose the, the fear could be that, you know, going for a week or, or two weeks at a time is great, but living it, you know, it might get a bit boring, but it sounds like, you know, if anything, it's, it's only proven that this is really the most magical place on earth. Yeah. It really is. And I mean, of course we're going to, we're going to see the good and the bad. I mean, we're here, we're here more than you know, cast members are, but even with all that, I think the magic has just gotten even more so because when you start seeing a lot of the behind the scenes, it impresses you that much more. When mm. you watch cast members, you know, make sure they take care of guests 
and they help, you know, a little kid drops their ice cream and there's a cash under there within two seconds with a brand new one. Like they just, that's, they come down here from wherever they are for the sole purpose of working in a place to make people happy. Yeah. And that in itself is incredible. But then to see all that Disney does, we've gotten to see a lot of um, the room remodels this year as we go from a room and then they remodel it and we come back. And the amount of work and time they put into like every little detail is just so incredible to us because if guests say, Hey, we'd really like, you know, this or that, they're like, okay, how can we make that work? And it's whenever guests give feedback, it's a real thing. It's going to a real person who looks at it and says, okay, if enough people are saying this, then clearly we messed up somewhere. Let's fix it. And for the size of the company, that is truly incredible. And especially, I love it at um, the restaurants. Uh, you mentioned that you're vegetarian. For the amount of people at Disney serves it, just in one restaurant, and yet they cater to so many different allergies and food needs, mm. that's unheard of anywhere. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's I'm I'm only recently vegetarian, so I've not actually been uh, back to Disney World since um, I stopped eating meat. But you know, we've talked about it a lot on on the podcast. Um, and just looking at you know the different options that they they now offer, and it is quite remarkable because um, you know obviously we go to Disneyland Paris quite a lot, and I really struggle there because there are vegetarian options, but France isn't really um, it doesn't really cater for vegetarians. Um, honest to God, there's a, a McDonald's in um, their version of Disney Springs, which is called the Disney Village. And uh, if you if you click on a vegetarian option on the the touch screen they have there, um, one of the options is a fish burger. <laughs> they, they consider that to be a vegetarian. Now I, I actually I'm a pescatarian, so I do eat fish, but they don't know that. But they consider fish to be oh well, it's not meat. It's going to be a vegetarian, you know. Um, so they're not they're not the most forthcoming. They they're pretty good with you know dietary things like um, they have gluten free options and things like that, but. Um, a lot of those are kind of like pre-prepared meals. Mm-hmm. So it's not, you know, I, I think you you get in America a lot more of, right, let's see how we can adapt this for you rather than here's something we can microwave in five minutes, you know? Right. And that's definitely more available here as far as the homemade meals. And they have so much more here, which is truly incredible to me. They've done a lot more um, vegan burgers and such, even at the quick service which is super helpful because um, obviously you don't want to eat the, the same, you know, pre-made salad everywhere you go. You'd like to have options. Yeah. And, and actually, you know, one of the, not, not one of the reasons why I did turn vegetarian, but nowadays with like things like uh, vegetarian burgers and vegan burgers, a lot of them are actually pretty good. Um, I think I would have really struggled about three or four years ago because there, there wasn't as much variety, but now some of those options are pretty damn tasty. Um, although I'd have to say that anyway, I suppose. Um, but look, before we, before we wrap up completely, um, you know, first of all, thank you so much for taking time out of your day. I know that, you know, you, your days are very full on, so I, I appreciate you giving um, some of that day up to speak to us. Um, but for those that don't already know about you or don't already follow you on social, um, can you just tell people where they can find you? Oh, definitely. So we are on Facebook and Instagram. We are here with the ears, H-E-R-E, with the ears. And we do have a website, herewiththeears.com. We're also on YouTube, at here with the ears. 
and I think that covers it. We're on Pinterest. We're on Pinterest. We have a Facebook group. We have all the, all the things. <laughs> yeah, that's where I first interacted with you. I think was the Facebook group. Yeah. And uh, and look, who knows? In the future, we could like, see a Hallmark movie or something about your year there. <laughs> or, you know. No, they haven't called us yet. So. <laughs> well, well, look, the the year is not over, my friend. You know, let's give them a bit of time. You know. <laughs> He's like, give them time to put it together. Yeah. They could get, you know, Melissa Joan Hart and uh, Joey Lawrence, you know, reunite them again. I'll be okay. I'd turn up on that. But guys, you know, thank you ever so much uh, for joining us. And it would be great to uh, catch up with you at the beginning of of next year as kind of like looking back um, at your, your year there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So thank you once again to both Robert and Alyssa. Um, wish you all the success with the remainder of your year at Walt Disney World. And uh, really hope you enjoyed listening to this interview. And uh, hope you tune in for some of the others we got upcoming as well. So as always, thank you for downloading. Uh, please subscribe if you don't already. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes. And we'll be back with another Dis After Dark very soon. Because we like you. Kick it! Can't get enough, can't get enough! He's the one, two, three! Mickey Mania! Never gonna end, Mickey Mania! You're my, you're my, you're my, Mickey Mania! He's really a nice mouse. <laughs> he sure is! Now hold on, move it, never to prove it, give it a rock, a house with a mouse! Hello Internet, I am Firebolt. And I'm the Orbiter. And we are collectively known as Breaking Breaking Dad. Dad. We've been asked to put together an advert, what are we going to say? So we have a podcast called Breaking Bollocks. Where we talk about stuff. Yeah, we just talk bollocks, that's where the name comes from. Yeah, it's quite sweary. The other podcast is Better Call Paul. A Musician's Diary. Which is basically him talking about his adventures as a musician. Well that was awkward. (laughs) Let's not do an advert again. (laughs) This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.